So I guess the first thing to say is that we welcome the study. It's, uh, as uh, the authors say, this is the first study of its kind that tried to look at what happens in facilities and what happens in communities and where they follow the network of patients in communities to figure out how transmission occurs in facilities, in, in facilities as well as communities. And that uh, this is the first study of its kind that was able to show person-to-person transmission and the extent of person-to-person transmission. So we welcome it. We uh, also welcome the uh, recommendations made, uh, just to say that we are already implementing many of the recommendations that are in that paper. So, for example, we already have a uh, new treatment program, program that includes the Daquilin, the TB drug, for drug-resistant TB patients. And starting in 2015, we have now four, over 4,000 patients on the, on the new treatment regimen, which includes the Daquilin. And we have the largest such program in the country, uh, sorry, in the world, uh, would, would, we're using the Daquilin. We are going to be, uh, in March, uh, also implementing a program and what's called a drug access program that includes another new TB drug called the Laminate, also targeting drug resistant patients. So we are trying out the latest, uh, and the newest, uh, drugs for the uh, treatment of TB. Uh, critical, of course, is the Infection Control and Prevention Program, uh, which we have uh, started to scale up both in our facilities and in communities. Clearly, we need to do more with respect to infection control and prevention. But let me also say that one of the key challenges is to ensure that we stop the transmission of TB, you know, drug-sensitive TB. That's where we need to start. And some good news on that score in that we are finding more of the patients because we have now, you know, a full-scale rollout of the new TB diagnostic tool, which is GeneXpert. It's now available throughout the country. So we are able to find TB, including the resistant TB, and put people on treatment. Um, and clearly, you know, these, uh, these, have, these advances have been made since um, the study cohort that they reported on. Uh, you will recall that the cohort that they reported on was from 2008 to 2012. So these things that I'm suggesting we've done, we've done since then. Uh, and we will continue to uh, do whatever we can to spread, to stop the spread of, uh, of uh, TB, whether it's drug-sensitive or drug-resistant TB in our communities. In hotspots like Bolanga or Alexandra or Kailicha, um, you know, there's poverty and all of that. Is the department looking into centers where they can keep these patients? So, so you'll recall that we have, uh, with the Global Fund funding, uh, both 10 purpose-built hospitals for drug-resistant TB patients. Every, every province has one, and Kozula Natal has two of them. And um, the patients then are first treated in these facilities and are only discharged when they are not infectious. And they will be discharged back home, uh, but only when they are not infectious. So that's uh, one thing. The second thing is that those that are discharged, they and their families to whom they are being discharged 
are counseled with respect to infection control and prevention. Um, we have uh, a pilot project in Port Elizabeth in Mandela Bay to look at how to enhance infection control and prevention in the home in different contexts, like you mentioned, in hotspots and in communities in particular. And we will be scaling up lessons learned from that uh, over the next uh, few months. So now in terms of um, um, beta um, diagnosis, how are you faring in terms of that? Well, as I said, we have the, we have the you know, full rollout of the gene expert the technology, which uh, diagnoses the phantasm resistance TB, you know, which is uh, our gateway to resistance. The gate, in a sense, is the gateway drug of resistance. So we've got full coverage in all of our districts uh, with, this, with this technology, which can diagnose within two hours whether a patient is drug resistant or not, especially to resistance. And they are then started on treatment. So that's the good news. The second bit of good news is that we have already started using one new drug, Pedaquilin. And as I said, we've already got 4,000 patients on that drug. And we will be starting a new access program using another new drug called Delaminus during March. So we're using new diagnostics to, to diagnose people earlier with drug resistant TB. We're using two new drugs to treat patients. And we are focusing far more now on infection control and prevention of transmission of both drug-sensitive TB and drug-resistant TB. Are we ever going to find ourselves in a situation where screening, screening for TB is going to be something that's going to be mandatory? Well, we already have um, provider-initiated screening in our facilities, right? So every patient that comes to our health facilities is offered a, a, a symptom screen for TB, and if they screen positive, then they are offered a uh, test for TB. And, uh, you know, through that process, we have screened and tested, uh, you know, millions of, uh, of our patients who come to our facilities annually. Um, we've al- already also started two years ago already uh, testing people in communities we consider hotspots. And we'll recall that we identified our prisons as one hotspot uh, because of the nature of conditions in our prisons. And secondly, ferry mining communities, communities surrounding mining areas, because we know that the prevalence of TB in mines, especially the gold mines, is high. We've now targeted, in this year, 2017, targeted all of the metros, because, you know, that's where you have the largest concentration of people, and therefore that's where you will find the largest number of people with TB, where we are doing community-based screening and also contact tracing and uh, tracing people uh, who are linked to our, our patients, you know, in terms of knowing who they are possibly in contact with and maybe spreading the TB too. So we are doing testing, screening and testing both in our facilities and now in communities as well. Um, do you agree with the stat that um, Dr. Deda uses that 30 to 40 percent of um, TB in South Africa is undetected or undiagnosed? Well, look, we are currently doing a prevalence survey, you know, to know exactly how much of TB there is. So his uh, estimate is an estimate. His number comes from an estimate that he's done. Now, that's not to say that it's wrong, but I can't tell you that it's right. We are doing a TB prevalence survey. It's already in the field where we will get population-based, real data, not modeled or estimated data, from communities throughout the country 
So if you ask me this question in December, November, December, uh, or early next year, I'll be able to tell you with a greater degree of certainty. Um, what we do know currently is that we diagnose and have in treatment about 300,000 TB patients every year. 